The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terramina. Welcome to OAA Now. I'm Sammy Terramina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of the Sammy High School Sports Blog, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts between Terramina and OAA Neighborhood Television. I'd like to welcome those watching us on OAA Neighborhood Television and also those hearing us on the local voice. Yes. I, got my, I got my main man Ian here this week here. Um, you know. The, the crazy season continues. Plenty of upsets. Before we start talking a lot of football, I want yeah. to congratulate um, Troy Athens on winning the Division One Boys State Soccer Championships. Win against Traverse City West, scoring three Huge. overtime goals, 4-1 to one over the Titans of Traverse City West. Three overtime goals? Yeah, three overtime goals. So is it nil-nil going in at the end one, of the one. One one. One one. Wow. They scored three unanswered. If you want to take a look at my volleyball districts and projections, that tournament's this week, you can take a look at my blog at Sammy Semicolon We got a lot of football to get to. Yeah. Oh, can I throw in a little cross country? Go ahead. Congratulations to Mr. Favaza over at uh, Clarkston High School, runner up in the D one boys cross country state finals. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. Um now let's talk. We got a lot of football to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Upset Mania <laughs> State. Upset Mania. Yeah. You know? Crazy. Um, we're going to recap the um, all nine teams, the OA, um, and preview the um, next week district final matchups. Of course, some really interesting matchups, mm-hmm. to say the least, there. Um, let's look at our first games. Um, the upset around the OA, there were a ton of upsets around the state of Michigan, but in the OAA, um, this one here is probably much described one of the most biggest ones, and that was Oak Park in Farmington. Yeah. Oak Park, and I owe an, I, I owe an apology to Corey Sroach. I have to owe him an apology. Um, <laughs> the reason why is I thought Farmington was dead, dead on arrival going to Oak Park. I thought that. And for them, oopsies. I owe that defense <laughs> an apology for what they did against Oak Park. Yeah. Beating him 12 to 6. What a game, though. And it was a crazy game. I and, mean, and it was a scrapping 12 mm-hmm. to 6. I mean, no points were easy. Everything. Defensive slugfest. Crazy. I mean, yeah. Oak Park's only touchdown was on a Frank Black that was tipped to Malik Carr, ended up being caught by, I believe it was Trayvon Young for a touchdown. Farmington did not give up. I mean, they kicked the field goal, got a safety, blocked the punt. <laughs> yes. And then. They actually also blocked an extra point, and they got a one-yard touchdown run from Javon Shaw. Um, and then they had a de- they had to stop Oak Park late to give them that win. So yeah. when you look at that game, do you think that Week Nine buy that Farmington got kind of helped them? Get healthy. I, I I guess it had to have. I mean, they came out um, <laughs> defensive mindset. Was focused. Their defense is loaded. Led, of course, Fan- by Jordan Turner. Yep. Fantastic. I mean, looking at that game, I just seeing that final, like, what? I knew it was going to be close. I mean, we said it was going to be close. I didn't see it as a blowout. No. At least I don't recall saying it was going to be a blowout uh, last week. Um, But, man, Oak Park had everything lined up uh, in their favor. They had everything lined up in their favor. And for, uh, you're right. Uh, Farmington coming out and seeing a game like that, that's one of those gut check games. You know, like 
to uh, the only score Oak Park could muster at all well, all a day. a long touchdown pass. A tip. Yeah, tip. A long tip. tip touchdown pass. And, I mean, that is – there's a lot of luck that goes in this game, right? I mean, they say it's a, it's a game of inches. It really is. It could, you can get down to millimeters if you want to. Uh, and for the defense, for Farmington to stand like they did – uh, I mean, their defense led to offense. Yeah, and, you know, and you look at Farmington's offense, you know, basically all year long. I mean, they they made the move with Max Martin. Of course, he transferred in from Harrison. Um, you know, getting those Harrison kids to play in that Farmington system yeah. has helped a lot. Um, but when you look at what that performance that Max Martin did, leading that team down that drive, huge, um, huge you know. Now let's look at it on Oak Park side. <laughs> shoulda, coulda, woulda. And this team had everything laid out for him. Everything. But that's why you play the game, right? I mean, we, we're, we're talking uh, on paper and eyeball tests. It that's, looks like that's... clearly a mismatch. Oak Park won the white this year. They have, I mean, their only loss prior to that was the West Bloomfield. Yes. And... You know, everybody said, okay, white was better than the blue this year. You know what I mean? But and, but I can't, you can't you say can't, Oak Park overlooked anybody. No, you can't say that. But Farmington, they raised their game to a level that knocked them out. Yeah, I mean, but I also think, you know, Oak Park's lack of battle testedness, I think, kind of hurt them in this game. I think so. Because the last team that they were tested by was Stony Creek. Yeah. Other than that, they, I mean, they, they played Groves. Rolled. They played Groves. They played West Bloomfield. I mean, they rolled past everybody, you know, to get there. Whereas with Farmington, you could say, well, their only game, true tough game, was North Farmington. Yeah. So Farmington, I think, wants to make – if they want to make a statement, this is it. Yeah. This is it. This is where you want to make a statement, considering that, yes, you wanted to have that rematch with North Farmington, but we know that's not going to happen. We're no. going to talk to North Farmington in a minute. But – for Farmington, this is huge. Yes. This is huge for Corey Throach, huge for that program to knock out a perennial state power like Oak Park. Um, they who, were they were projected to win D two. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, that has to give them confidence. I it, mean, it does huge win, and especially I mean, that with that defense. That's nasty. That defense is nasty. If they can recreate that defense week in week out, who knows how high they can go. And can but can the offense match? That's the question. That's the big time question. Now Farmington's opponent next week is going to be Detroit University Detroit Jesuit, who just beat North Farmington 34-21 on Saturday afternoon. Now the difference of this game was um you would the Jesuits defense, the Cubs for six turnovers. Wow. One was on a muff punt, and the other one, Jacob Bozma, threw five interceptions, three in the second half. Mistakes killed North Farmington. North Farmington's offense only had five first downs the whole game. Wow. And basically, <laughs> it, I, it was stunning. I don't – it doesn't matter what level of football you're at, but if you have five, six turnovers a game, it doesn't matter if you're a state power. You're not going to win. You're not going to win that game. And, and, and for them to – for the interceptions, it's like weather-wise, it was okay. It, it was, was okay. It was cold. Uh, um, 
you know, and, and not having seen the game, I'm hoping that it's available for viewing. I, I'm thinking somebody. There are highlights there. on state champs about there? that game. Okay. There is highlights, but. But I go, wow, what happened? Was it the defense that caused those turnovers, or were they unforced? Um, I know one of the picks was throwing the triple coverage. Um, Forcing something, panicking, maybe. Maybe. I mean, you got to look at. You got to look at. Okay, UD Jesuit. You know, they've been a playoff team before. Yeah. Oh yeah. North Farmington. First time since 2013 being in the playoffs. Um, these kids have not been used to experiencing no. the playoffs. And the playoffs, playing from the regular season to the playoffs, different animal. Oh, completely different animal. And not only that, but we've seen teams carrying undefeated records into the postseason. Sometimes that's a and burden. It losing, could be. Losing the five and fours or six and three teams. It, we've seen that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, like a, a team like West Bloomfield or or whatever, looking, is it okay? It's okay to lose before you get in. You know, sometimes yeah. you think of it as, hey, wakes you back up. Yeah, Maybe it's it, better. It's better to a have. A, it's reality. better to have a loss coming in the postseason than it is to um have to be undefeated. And yeah. you know, you look at the teams that have one loss. You know what I mean? They know what that feels like. Yes, and. And with North, North Farmington, yeah. Yeah, with North Farmington, and you say, oh, not only are they undefeated for the first time since 1978, um, but that historical significance, it could weigh on you. I mean, it could weigh on you going into a game like what that. What also didn't help things was Miles Graham, um, their running back, got hurt early. Um, got a mild concussion. Oh, that's um, That yeah. didn't hurt. That hurt. Um, but that did hurt. Um, so when you look at North Farmington yeah. in the offseason, there's going to be a lot of questions for them in the offseason. I mean, but they got the coaching staff of John Hursting um, to yeah. carry them. Yeah, they, they are on the right track. They're on the right uh, track. It it's all depends on age, you know, the program. Can they grow it? Um, numbers over there, as we saw for the last couple of years, as it's is, been low. it's been low in some other OA teams. It's, you know, Numbers have gone down, as mm-hmm. we've talked. Um, if they can get the bodies in and if they can continue on what they started this year, I see just I bright think skies for them. I think man. they'll be fine. I think they're going to be much better off. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. We're going to see. But <laughs> now you got UD Jesuit taking on Farmington. Um, let's go to the other side of D2. Um, we got to talk Groves. Groves um, did not play this week, of course. What happened yeah. at Warren D. The Sal, which is Shocker. shocking. I mean, there was uh, it's hard a, to describe, and, and to have it now, not knowing all the details, because obviously for privacy issues, and privacy stuff, issues, I don't want to talk much into it. But you we, know, but we, we got to talk on Groves' side of it. Yes, but we can say they got a uh, a forfeit win right. because of a hazing incident, I guess. Yeah, you know, and it was reported late in the season. Late in the season, at least that's the way it's coming out of the news. Mm-hmm. And the school did the right thing and shut down, shut down the season. Shut down the season. So that's that. Now on Groves' side of things, let's look at. They're coming off a tough loss. <laughs> yeah, the Brownstown Woodhaven to close out the year. We talked about that last week. Getting a forfeit win, it will help them health wise. Health wise, yeah. But it, it, in but when you look at Groves, I mean, they've got to pick some things back up. Yep. And I think for them, they got a favorable draw to the state semifinal. I mean. You really look at it, of course, you know, you got this week's game for them, and then, of course, they got them. Um, you're likely you're going to get Port Huron or um, 
St. Clair Shores Lakeview, who you match up really well with. Absolutely. I mean, Lakeview's uh, kind of the new new kid on the block for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, get their first playoff win. Taking in a on long Port time. Huron. Port Huron, of course, shocked them. Port Huron Northern. Um, that was a wild upset there. Um, but that was Friday and Saturday, man. Yeah, upset, upsets upset across weekend. the state. Upset across the North, state. North, south, east, and west. Yep. Crazy. Now, Groves' opponent's going to be Seaholm now. Seaholm, um, yeah. 55-34 over Sterling Heights. The, op- the option offense that Seaholm runs, the veer option offense <laughs> that they run, Sterling Heights was not even prepared for that veer option attack that Seaholm had. Talked about it. If you're not ready, if you're not ready to tackle anything moving, yeah. it'll chew you up. And it chewed Sterling Heights up. Now, Sterling Heights was... In the playoffs, the first time since 13, I believe. Um, but still, going against that option offense. Yeah. Yeah, that'll come <laughs> and bite you. It's going to come and bite you. Absolutely, and it did. And it did. So now it sets up a rematch with Groves. Of course, Groves has owned Seahome last eight straight times. Yeah. Um, we're going to go in more detail of that game. Okay. Um, we'll go in more detail later on. Um, but those are the teams right now in D2 mm. right now. Um, let's go to D1. Let's go West Bloomfield first. Yeah. Um, no problem. Plymouth nope. Canton, 49-14. Thought it'd be a little closer than that, but bang. Yep. Now they get a rematch with Plymouth, of course, who West Bloomfield hammered um, last year, 49-14, in the Swamp. Very similar. Yep. Um, and then let's look at Adams. What happened? That's a good question. I didn't see that one coming. And we talked about it off air before we were on, but. You said up and down. Never know what you're going to get. Jekyll Never, and Hyde. Yeah, Adams has been a Jekyll and Hyde team all year. I mean, we've we've said about Adams that they've been a, you know, one. They look really good early on. They score put a ton 60 of points. on Rochester. They put 31 on Lake Oregon. Yes. They put um 31 on Oxford. But then their offense kind of like mustered, flustered a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they barely got it. They got in at seven and two. But you know, I think. Playing Utica Eisenhower in the first round, going to Swinehart, just that's got a, to him. That well, that's a tough draw. I don't anyway, mm-hmm. right? I mean, heading out there, tough teams over that side. The Mac Red this year had five playoff teams. Yes, the Mac Red had five playoff teams. When you, and four of them, I believe, are oh, three of them are still in. Yeah, of course, two are playing each other and got one left in Utica Eisenhower. But you look at <laughs> you look at what in that game. Utica Eisenhower's defense, we know what they are. We know their defense has had a reputation of being very, very solid. Very, very good. Very good, yes. Um, they had two interceptions off Carter Ferris. A um, couple fourth down stops against them. And then that, and then it allowed the Utica Eisenhower offense to get to work, you know. Yeah. And Utica Eisenhower's offense has been Really good all year. Since that lost to Brayman Brother Rice, mm. their offense has been very good. They got a very good quarterback in Blake Rustique. He is a zone read guy. He can run the option very well as well. He was 13 to 17 for 195 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. Um, we Adams' defense, when we talk to Adams' defense, they have been susceptible, especially yes. deep. Yep. They have been very susceptible deep. And Rustique took advantage of that. Found six different receivers, including wide receiver Ethan Barker, who's only a sophomore. He had two touchdowns. Six different receivers yeah. in, the, in the high school game. Yeah, crazy. 
And then um, another receiver, Steven Nowski, he had four catches for 63 yards. That, wow. So that, that tells me their quarterback is playing at a very high level. Yeah. And he runs very his own read. High level. He runs that zone read. He can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his legs. Yeah. You know? And what he did to Adams, and I, it was very important for Utica Eisenhower to get that first score against him because if you get that first score on, on especially a team like Adams, who's a veer yeah. option attack team, you're going to basically control what you want to do, force them to play catch-up. Yeah. Now, Adams did have a long, promising drive, and I'm getting picked off. Um, and then they just couldn't do anything from there. I mean, but turnovers, I mean, turnovers can take the, uh, the wind out of your sails very, very oh, quickly. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the, um, that defense, the Medica Eisenhower. Yeah. That defense. <laughs> really Le- good. Legit, as they They're say. They're legit. Yeah. That defense, very legit. Adams this offseason, they're going to have to replace their quarterback. They're going to have to replace Anthony Petrino. Yeah, their number one offensive go-to yep. guy. They're still going to have Parker Pico back. Um, I think there's a lot of questions with that team yeah. hanging next year. There's a lot of questions. They still got some pieces there. Griffin Hankey back at running back is going to be really important for that team um, going forward. Um, let's look at Lake Orion Stony Creek. Yeah. <laughs> what a game. I mean, that... Yeah. Stony Creek, uh, what a game, dude! Uh, what what can we say about it? Um, we talked we talked about it pretty in depth last week about it mm-hmm. about uh, Stony's Stony offense. Stony Creek is much line. better. Stony Creek is much better than people say. That Absol- team came in at five and four. That team showed it was an eight and one team technically coming in. <laughs> uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, on all accounts. Um, we said it before. Uh, what was the uh, they they hadn't lost a game by more than then, or it was under ten points. Under ten points. Yeah. Um, every game they've played, and they had a challenging schedule. It wasn't some cupcake uh, they lineup. Groves, they played Oak Park. They played um Adams. They, they played um they played um Seahome. I and mean, no ev- and not only that, but they played them tough. Yeah. And it was close matchups, close games, and we saw the same thing again against the Dragons. Yeah. Um, Lake Orion was a offense that came in averaging about 40 a game. Yeah. I got to credit Nick Merlo, Stony Creek's head coach. On absolutely. This. What he did was absolutely insane. Was basically literally Oxburness type. <laughs> yeah, and you look at all these upset right. games. You look at these upset games. The reason why I call it Oxburness is because it's pound the rock. It's called time possession football. Oh, yeah. You know, which means you're going to milk the clock, limit the opponent's plays. That's kind of also what happened in the Macomb-Dakota-Chippewa Valley game, um, where Macomb-Dakota absolutely dominated Chippewa Valley in time of possession. Yeah, if you just come in seeing the score, mm-hmm. you're not going to get the full scope of how close this game yeah, was. Yeah, you're not going to get the full scope. And the statistical dominance. Dominance by Stony Creek. Stony Creek had. It was the statistical domination by Stony Creek. I mean, yes. because... You look at what Stony Creek did in that game. They faked the punt, and then they fake, and then of course they had a fake field goal. A, a successful fake punt. <laughs> yeah, it was very successful to get them in the scoring position, and then they ultimate punch it in. But not only that, but get to the numbers. Those the time of possession, the number of plays run seventy six to twenty two in favor of favor Stony, Stony Creek. Creek. That is an obscene That's number. Absurd. Absurd. <laughs> Completely. I mean, you look at you look at. That game, 
people are going to say, well, what happened to Lake Ori? What happened to Lake Ori? I mean, like, you know what? That game was played on Stony Creek's pace. Absolutely. It was absolutely played on Stony Creek's they pace. They dictated. They dictated the pace. Yeah. I mean, and you got to give Lake Orion's defense a lot of credit. They were on the field a long time. How many offensive plays did they run in the fourth? Didn't you say it was, I mean, they had, or how many offensive possessions? Three? Lake Orion had three offensive possessions second half. Second half. Only three. One was a fumble. Another one was, a, was they were forced to punt. Yeah. And the other one, they had to seal the game. Yes. Crazy. That's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. Every that tells you how <laughs> dominant Stony Creek was yeah. in time of possession. And it's, and that was without Zach Denner, one of their top receiver, top players. He was out with a concussion. Yes. And looking at Lake Orion, what were the breaks? I mean, this is the quintessential. Sometimes the football gods shine a light on you, and it works out in your favor. Yeah. The Dragons, the, the scoring difference was that a, first half. a broken – well, up the middle, 76-yard run. By Kobe Manzo. Manzo, and he was to, gone off to the races. Once he's in the open field, forget about it. Uh, and that was the score. I he mean, had three touchdowns in that game. He had three. But that, that one right there where they had him, boom, he gets out across that line, and he's gone. That, that highlight is out on Twitter. Take a peek out. It is a great run. And it's one of those things where Stony Creek just goes, ugh, if we could have just – uh, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a huge play. And who know in the first half that points were going to be hard to come by? Because the way it started out, you're like, okay, out, points gonna, are scoring. Yeah. and Dragons, like, weren't even scoring. You yep. know what I mean? It was like, but you got to give Nick Merlo and Stony Creek a ton of credit. I mean, they, <laughs> they just, they played their butts off. They played their tails off. I mean, if they could just get a couple of those things to drop or execute, you know what I mean? They, we were talk. We might be talking another upset. Complete, yeah. Oh yeah, we might it, be talking another upset. It was, it was on the line. I'll tell you that. And going back to the Dragon defense to seal that game, there was a point where Stony was what uh, first and goal, right? And the Dragons stuffed them. They got a four and out, right? And then they fumbled the ball. And they then the Dragons get the it back. They fumbled back. Place. And then they did it. They did it again. again. So when they the defense rose to the occasion when the offense was sputtering a bit. Um so on paper Stony all day. If you would look at those stats without a final score, you know who won the game. Yeah. But again, it comes down to the scoreboard. And a couple big plays by the defense for Lake Orion and the offense and just that, enough. And that's that's it. They move on. They have to play better. They, I agree with you. I agree. They got to play Dragons better. Dragons do. They, they got to play they're better. they're going to move on. Now, let's look at Stony Creek next year. Ooh. They're going to be dangerous. <laughs> you got, and the most of that team Stony Creek had were juniors. Yeah. Cameron Buford's a junior. The bulk of their line are juniors. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. Bulk they're of the line is juniors. <laughs> and then, let's not forget, they, have an, they had an undefeated JV team yes. coming up. And you look at that Stony Creek team next year. Yeah. They're going to be absolutely scary. They're going to be very good. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have a proven running back in Cameron Buford. Great quarterback in Neck Eck Hout. Um, you got some good receivers coming up. Plus, those guys are going to be hungry. Yeah. So, that's a team I don't want to see next year, Stony <laughs> Creek. I really, 
that's a team that I really do not want to see next yeah. year because that team is going to be this court next year could be Stony Creek's best season they have ever ever had, had next year. Yeah. I'm serious. This could be it for them. This could be their best team they ever had. But you were right on Lake Orange. They have to play better. Yeah. They especially on turnovers. Turnovers. They fumbled it twice. Yeah, at um, a horrible location. Mm-hmm. But you know, they were bailed out. <laughs> yeah. So but they've got to do better. Yeah. Okay, now let's look at let's look at the um let's preview the other of the um, yeah. district final games this week. Do you have any other upsets that we do we talk about other upsets, uh, like big ones besides um, besides Macomb, Dakota, Chippewa Valley, yeah. um Rockford? East Cantwood upset Rockford, Rockford 38-12. And it was previous Rockford upset. Um, uh, Rockford lost, beat East Kentwood 17-7 the yeah. week before. Um, Mason that- going down to St. John's, that was a shocker. Your poor Dexter Dreadnoughts oh. losing 41-39 to Lalonia Churchill. Yikes. That was an upset. Um, Clinton getting upset. Um, that was a shocker. Um, Birmingham Brother Ice. Yeah. Lost to Flint Kearsley, 20 to 19. That was a big upset there. That's crazy. Just a lot of crazy upsets around the state. But that's, you know, that's this 2019. Yeah. We, I mean, the OAA was Twilight Zone, as we said, right? Yeah, the entire state's been Twilight. But it's, it seems like it's beyond the oh, borders of Grand, Oakland County. I forgot to mention Grand Haven up to Granville. You know what I mean? That was an ah. upset, too. Oh, my goodness. I know. A ton and, of upsets. But that, that's what makes it fun, right? I... Sometimes you like the front runner. Sometimes you like the favored teams. You like the dynasties. You like, the, yeah. But sometimes you like an upset. Oh, yeah. And then Upsets that, happen. And that opens the field up. So then you're like, what's going to happen? It just if, makes it more interesting. If you think Division Two and Division One are wide open now, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I mean, people are going to say, well, I was shocked also what Belbo did to Celine. It was not even close. Really? 49 to 10. How did I miss that score? They played on Saturday afternoon. Um, wow. But just all the upsets around the yeah. state. Just. But do you think with the, these upsets and but who do we have in the OAA that's solid so far first round? Been solid all West season. Bloomfield's yes. been, West Bloomfield's been rolling along, you know what yes. I mean? But they're going to they're gonna have to deal with tough regional. I mean, you look at all the other OAA's teams, they're going to have tough matchups. You got an OAT, OA White facing OA White this week. You got a yeah, which is unfortunate. And then you have a um, and then you have an OA Blue taking on a Catholic League Middle Division team, and you have an OA Red versus a MAC Red team. Yeah, um, which is going to be really intriguing. Here, here's a crazy question for you: comparing OA Red MAC Red. Who, who's the? Because always say, hey, OA Red, one of the tops, if not the top, most difficult. Last uh, year, the OA Red had five teams in the playoffs. This year, the Mac Red has five teams in the yeah. playoffs. The Mac Red won a state championship last year. The OA Red won a state championship two years ago. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at the the dominant of of parity, you know what I mean. Basically, yeah, yeah. these have been the two divisions. The OA Red and the Mac Red, you know, they've been dominating the D1. dominant. Yeah. And you look at a team that's really been in the forefront of it has been Utica Eisenhower. Yeah. You know, Utica Eisenhower has been one of the most dominating programs in the, in a long time from, yeah, even from Bob Lancey when he was there at Utica Eisenhower 
to Chris Smith this year at Utica Eisenhower. I yeah. mean, like that program has really been the hallmark consistent program. Yeah. And you look at other teams in there, you got Chippewa Valley, you got Romeo, who um Romeo, of course, they were upset by Davison. Yeah. Um, if you watch that crazy catch by Brennan I mean that throw by Brennan Sullivan of Davison. Screen pass, you said it was a screen pass for an eighty eight yard touchdown from the end zone. Um that was insane. That doesn't usually happen. No, that does not. <laughs> um, now For those that, of you first-timers, that doesn't usually happen. Now Davison moves on, has a rematch with Lapeer. You know, that would be very interesting. Um, but let's look at let's yeah. look at the format. But it's a good question. Yeah, right? I really mean, good question. Right? I mean, because... I mean, you look at... Steve, Sterling does the state Steve, title yeah. for D1 go through the Mac Red? Yeah, I think so. And the same thing with the Mac Red. Have to go through the OA Red. I mean, and you look at, and you look at a team like Sterling Heights Stevenson, and um, you know they were five and four this year. I mean, if you put them, if I Stony Creek and Ster, and Sterling Heights Stevenson yeah. played each other this year, it'd be a heck of a game. Heck yeah, it'd be a heck of a game. And Stony Creek's in the OA White. Um, I would take the OA's best and the Max best, put them against each other. Be a heck of a game. I, absolutely. Be a heck of a game. You know what I mean? We might see that. We might see that this weekend. Might see that at Lake Orion this weekend. I mean, I think it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be really intriguing. Um, let's look at the um let's look at this week's games. Let's preview them all. Yeah. Um let's go to division two first. Groves, Sea Home goes to Groves this week. Uh <laughs> Battle of Birmingham, Battle of 13 Mile. Last time these two teams played, it was 35-14 in favor of Groves. Seaholm has lost eight straight games to Groves. Um, when you really look at this game on paper, I mean, nothing favors Seaholm in this game. Nothing. But then again, the sway of upsets have continued. It, yes. And, and could it continue this week? And if it does. And who didn't play last and week? And Groves didn't play last week. So I'm curious to see what Groves responds, and especially – what happened to them two weeks ago when they gave 49 to Brownstown Woodhaven? Yes. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to describe. It really is. Yeah. When you look at this matchup. Um, but when I look at it on paper, it kind of favors Groves, you know, being at home. But Groves has been, Groves usually likes to go on the road, but now they got, they're likely going to have three home games. Um, if they can get by Seahome. Then they're likely going to get Port Huron or Lakeview having to come to Beverly Hills. Um, so when you look at it, Grove, <laughs> on Groves' case here, having a week off can help, but it can also hinder you. Yeah. You cannot underestimate uh, being healthy. And especially in a rivalry game. Yes. Uh, let's look at perfect yeah, and, example. And that's another thing. It's a rivalry game. So Yeah, perfect example. Macomb, Dakota, Chippewa Valley. <laughs> yeah. Or Sterling Heights, Stevenson, Warren, Mott last week. I mean, like, you basically look at that one. That game was tight between those two teams, you know. Yep. And um, Stevenson ended up winning both those games. But but Macomb, Dakota, Chippewa Valley. Of course, first time Macomb, Dakota lost 27-21 to Chip Valley. And then the next week in the playoffs, 34-13. Flip, flip, flip the script. Flip the script. Yeah. But I, if I'm Do you think that I'm could happen? Flip, I don't think it will happen, though. Um, I think Groves is a little bit more athletic. But then again, um, <laughs> never say never. 
Well, never say never. Yeah, I don't speak in absolutes. Yeah, I cannot speak in absolutes. I mean, like, especially when you look at when you look at this game, rivalry game. Um, I'm gonna. Ha- I mean, if I had to go with my early indications, I would have to say Groves wins this game. But it wouldn't surprise me if Seahome pulls off the upset. They got Seahome's got so much motivation because they've lost eight straight games. They lost Groves twice last year. Yeah. Um, you know, What's that they say something about- has to give if you're if you're Jim Dewald's team here. Knock the monkey off your back. You can, is- I mean, there's and and Groves is that big. Big monkey. Yeah. There's a big monkey on on um Seahome's back. Jumping up and down and laughing. It's, yeah, right now it's jumping. It's sort of like Donkey Kong. You know what I mean? It's sort of like Donkey Kong. You know, and basically that's that's how I view Seahome's monkey right now. Yeah. Against Groves. Is if you want to pull off the upset of the year, you're gonna have to man up, maybe do some trick plays, maybe play time possession football. But maybe break- Break open the playbook. You got to break open everything. I mean, this is it. This is the playoffs. You're one and done. You got to break open everything. You got to put the kitchen sink. But your defense cannot give up 34 points like yeah. against Sterling Heights. You cannot do that. Yeah. Um, but you got to break open everything if you're Seahome. You got to break open everything. Yes, I agree. Um, now let's look at Farmington versus Detroit. You a D Jesuit? Um, I I I've, I have stopped. When you look at Just the preview of this them, game, uh, Farmington. Uh, Farmington right now, the way they're playing. That defense? Yeah, they're nasty. What have we heard? Defense wins it. Defense wins championships. They yeah. are absolutely nasty. They are absolutely nasty. Um, when you look at this team, when you look at Farmington, this is a team that is riding on a ton of confidence right absolutely. now. Absolutely. It got to be, especially with how. They did against Oak Park. Um, this game here is going to, and you look at UOD Jesuit side. They have had they they literally outplayed North Farmington. North, now North Farmington made six turnovers, <laughs> including a muff punt, yeah, and five interceptions by Jacob Bosma. I mean, you cannot do that. No, you cannot I give. I don't see that happening this time around. Do you? Well, I think or can uh, their it, opponent it could happen. It could, their opponent can cause turnovers. See, that's Jesuit's the hard part. Defense. Not seeing that game and go, what were the reasons UAD for those? Jesuits' defense was very good last week. They were very good, especially. But I also got to look at what concerned me with North Farmington, and I didn't think we talked about this earlier. The competition, the wow. competition, especially on both Farmington schools. I said before the season started, mm-hmm. I was very concerned about each team's schedule. Yes. You look at, far, of course, playing in the blue. Of course, North Farmington earlier, early on played Waterford Kettering and Okemos. North Farmington played, Farmington played, um, played Ypsilanti Lincoln. And, you know, that was a concern for me. And for and the and they, only didn't real they have t- one less game too. Farmington had one less game. Yeah. So when I look at Farmington, that was the test what they did to Oak Park. North Farmington still has a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. 
and you look at that team, I mean, they it's going to be a long progression for North Farmington. I mean, but their program is starting to come back up. Yeah. But Farmington, it looks like to me, passed the test. And I think really what also helped them was that experience. Mm. Last year's yeah, yeah. run to the regional final yeah. in Division in Division Three, I kind of helped that helped them out big time too. Uh, so now Farmington has a great opportunity ahead of them to have a special run. Battle tested. Mm-hmm. They've been there. They've been there. They know what to expect. The intensity of it all. The focus that you need. And then you look at that regional. The winner of that game will take on either. Detroit Martin Luther King, who is very good, or Lavonia Franklin, who's got a very good quarterback. And you look at that game on paper, you know. (laughs) If Farmington were to win, I would trust Farmington in both those situations against both Lavonia Franklin and especially Detroit Martin Luther King because I do not trust Martin Luther King. Really? I I do not trust that team. Yes, they played a murderous role with schedule early on, especially having to play. Perennial power, Muskegon. Yeah. Um, but I just cannot trust. I can't trust Detroit Martin King right now. I just cannot trust him. Um, and then when you look at the other side of things, you know what I mean? If you're UD Jesuit, you're basically playing with house money. You're basically playing with house money. You got a good quarterback in him, Nathan Brown. He had a nice, he had a, he had a nice game. Uh, Nick Johnson, the running back. He had a 60-yard he had a he went he had a 60-yard gain and up scoring a touchdown in that one. Brown also had a touchdown too and then Carter Carson hitting their wide receiver had a 33-yard touchdown in that game against North Farmington. So UD Jesuits coming into this game riding with a ton of confidence Absolutely. too. Absolutely. So this is going to be a really tough game. It really is. And who's playing where? It is at Farmington Friday night. Now let's look at Division 1. West Bloomfield against Plymouth. Um, this is a rematch from last year's 49-14 game. Plymouth this year was 8-0 till they lost to Belleville in the KLA championship game. Uh, the KLA West champion is the Plymouth Wildcats. Belleville's in the KLA, eh? Yes. Boy, that, that conference has changed. That has. It's went wow. more south, you know, wow. instead of north, you know. It's that conference has went more south than north. I mean, they kicked out Grand Blank of all teams. <laughs> Don't know why, but too good. No, too, too far to geographics. Yeah. Um. So when you look at this matchup, I mean, P- Plymouth won over Lakeland, um, thirty, I believe, thirty-four seventeen. Um. Plymouth had four guys hurt. Oh, four in guys the game? hurt. No, or not in that in. game. Going in. Um. They had a wow. running back in Logan Walkley who had 28 carries for 128 yards in a touchdown. Plymouth really outgained Lakeland 359 to 133. Um, and they ran, and, and Plymouth ran 66 plays to 45 plays for White Lake Lakeland. Um, so that tells me Plymouth has really matured since that this season. Yeah. Now, going back to the swamp. Is not an easy trip. You and that's me. A from, di- that's a and different animal. And, of course, hearing the great Mike Stone, hearing <laughs> him doing play-by-play. He has that infamous touchdown check called Touchdown Lakers. <laughs> um, do you think they were going to hear a lot of that on Saturday? Friday. Or on Friday? Yes, I do. 
And let's not forget West Bloomfield didn't have a guy by the name of Donovan Edwards who didn't play last year in that game. West Bloomfield is much better than people give him credit for because everybody's back fully healthy. You have a quarterback in C.J. Harris. You have a running back in Donovan Edwards. You have an emerging wide receiver in Ethan Bunch. You have, you have Makai Elam, who's had a great year at running back, spilling for um, Edwards at times. Donovan Edwards can play wide receiver as well if, need, if you need him to. Yeah. I mean, this West Bloomfield team has got all, all the, <laughs> they have all, all the, the weapons, talent, all the weapons. I mean, like they can, they can do some serious damage. But not only having weapons, I mean, we've seen other teams that had weapons, and, and their defense. Let's not even talk about defense. No, we've seen teams that have weapons, but they don't do anything with them. No, we've seen West Bloomfield. They can win in any manner and form. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can air it out, yep. or they can grind it out. Yep. Right, and then like you said, we haven't talked about the defense. Yeah, their and, defense. And if is you're not scary. paying attention, yeah, Macari Page, Cornell Wheeler. You. Yep, yeah, Macari Page, Cornell Wheeler, Bo Davis running both up both lines. I mean, like, you know, and they can shut you down. Oh yeah, but they, they got others that can shut you down too. We saw. I mean, they can give up some points. Too. Yes, they can. We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen, but they haven't lately. No, they have not lately. Um. So when you look at this game on paper, I and mean, we're going to do projections in a couple minutes, um, but West Bloomfield's got everything. That winner is either taking on, we mentioned, Brownstown, Woodhaven, or Belleville. West Bloomfield wants Belleville. <laughs> what happened last year. Yeah. West Bloomfield basically gave that game away last year. They gave that game away to Belleville last year. Brownstown, Woodhaven, we see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Ask Groves that question. Yeah. Um, especially when they gave 49 Groves, that's the most Groves is allowed in a while. Um, but that'll be very interesting. I, that's a, that's a rematch. Very interesting game there. Yeah. Over there. And then let's look at Lake Orion, Utica, Eisenhower. This is going, these two teams are very similar. Yes. Very what, what similar. What are the record of, uh, of both Utica, teams? Utica, Eisenhower comes in at eight and two. Lake Orion is nine and one. Yeah. Um, Utica Eisenhower's only losses were to Birmingham Brother Rice, 7 nothing, and Chippewa Valley. Lake Orion, we know about that wild and crazy four-overtime game. West Bloomfield. Yeah. Um, and you look, both these teams are very similar. Very, very similar. They run the same offense virtually. It is, they run the zone read, read option, offense. Basically, that's what it is. Um, Utica Eisenhower's got a very good quarterback in Blake Rustique. Lake Orion's got a very good quarterback in Blaze Lauer. Utica Eisenhower's got a good running back in Mario Guetta. Lake Orion, we know, has got Kobe Manzo. <laughs> yes. Utica Eisenhower's got very good receivers. I didn't mention all six receivers, but I mentioned two of them, Ethan Barker and Shane Nadowski. But they use all six. Lake Orion's got Mitchell Howell, Drew Van Heck, a little bit of time Sam Sterich, um, you know, but... But then, and they, and let's not mentioning both teams have very good defenses. Um, when you look at the competition both these teams have played, you know, the Oi Red, people are going to say this year the Oi Red had a down year. Yeah. The Mac Red had a great year. Yeah. We and just talked about that. We just yeah, talked yeah. about that. It's you know, true. I mean, the Oi Red this year, they only have, they had three teams from the Red in the playoffs. When you look at West Bloomfield, Lake Ori, and West Bloomfield. Um, 
the MAC. Red has five. Had five. Chippewa Valley, Macomb, Dakota, Romeo, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, and um, did I say Utica Eisenhower? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> they, they all they all get blurred together over there. Yeah, um, a lot of teams. Now there's three teams left in the Mac and the Mac Red, and they got two of them going against each other in Macomb, Dakota, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, and. And, and then and two in the OA two red. in the OA red. You know what I mean? So when you look at it, these two teams it's are even I think they're evenly matched. And but it's interesting to see that the versatility of uh the opponent for the dragons coming in. You get a guy there. Yes. They are very versatile. Because to, the stat I can't get out of my head that you mentioned, you know, about fifteen minutes ago, six Different receivers against Adams. Yes, and you go. Adams is Adams's defense has been like hot and cold this year. But still, to be able to see six different receivers, usually in the the high school game, you have a one A. And that's not counting Rastique's running ability. No, here. no, no, no. And but I'm or just Getta saying running back. But we're talking about quarterback play, right? Decision making. And he's just not beating. Like, if you go back to Adams, who was their main guy? There's, like, one main offensive yeah. guy Petrino, they wrote there, yeah. Petrino. This is not the case. No, this is not the case. Because they got guys that can go in there and beat you. Yes, and the quarterback Rustique, is yeah. not locked on one no. or two guys. No. He, it's not, it looks like he can see the field and yeah. will do – if you get a quarterback that can handle that progression, Lake Orion has not seen gonna, a quarter, Lake no. Orion has not seen a quarterback since CJ Harris. Yes, you know, since, I mean, like if this, if this kid's legit and he's, can, been, and, he's and, been legit all and year, can see the field like that and hit six different guys. Whoa. But I don't. But I don't know if Utica Eisenhower has seen a quarterback like like Blaze Law or running okay. back like Kobe Manzo. I mean, like nobody's Manzo is his own little beast. Manzo's his own little beast. You know what I mean? I, I don't think, and we know Utica Eisenhower's got a very ferocious defense. Their defense has been very good. Now, Lake Orion in that game really did not air it out. Against? Against Stony Creek. Stony Creek, no. Um, they never had the ball. No, they never had the ball. They had some three and outs as well. Yeah, they had, yeah. I mean, like, Utica Eisenhower, they basically aired it out against Adams' um, secondary. Lake Orion's defense has had problems against running quarterbacks. So let's look at, and we mentioned with C.J. Harris, obviously. Yep. And then, of course, you look at the Monroe game. They had some issues. Then last week with Ryan Eckhout. I mean, like, yep. you know, with Stony Creek. I mean, like, they've had trouble. But Utica Eisenhower's had, had some lapses as well. I mean, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball where he just, you know, did not look very good hmm. on, the, on that side of the ball. But their defense has been very, very good. You know, Inter- it's you. I to it's two. Steal- it's two styles. <laughs> it's two. It's two similar styles. Yeah. Uh, to steal your phrase, it's more uh, uh, true than anything. It's interesting. It's going to be a fun game. Um, are we doing projections or predictions? Uh, not yet. Okay, because it's it's interesting to see how teams react when they see themselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, These two teams are mirror images to be sure. You can either finish second in the Mac Red, Lake Orion second in the OA Red. Yep. And, and if you're talking offensive defense, I mean, it's a great matchup. I think it's going to be, uh, for the fans, it should be fun to watch. Um, I don't know what the turnover situation is or the penalty situation is for. Uh, for you to guys. Yeah, for Eisenhower. 
Um, the Dragons, we know their issues. I mean, we already saw uh, fumbles lost yeah. that, that nearly cost them against Stoney. Yep. Um, we saw it weeks, uh, week nine. We saw it week eight, week seven. Silly penalties. Well, you know, at Lake Orion, like I think with them, it's the chip on the shoulder. I mean, you got to look at Do it. Do they have one? Do they have one? And, you know, I, I don't know if this team's had the chip on the shoulder since that week five. Do you think Stony West Creek Brooklyn. opened their eyes? I think Stony Creek really did. Of course, Stony Creek, I'll tell you what right now. If people think Stony Creek is a, was a 5-4, was a 5-4 No, no, you're, yeah. You're kidding yourself. No, yeah. You're kidding yourself. And I know that. There's going to be another podcast, um, <laughs> um, another podcast um, in the Mac Red area. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of it? Called sure. the Zach and Zach Podcast. Um, they're going to. It's great to have colleagues out there doing the same gonna, thing. They're going to be previewing this game as well. Yeah. I mean, so I, I'll be listening with with dear deep interest on in how this <laughs> how they're going to look at this yeah. game. But I've said this on so many times. If you have a team that's similar to each other, it looks like it's going to be an absolute crazy game. <laughs> down there. It's going to be an absolute crazy game. Now, you look at the teams both teams have played. Um, yeah, Eisenhower, of yeah. course, with that Mac Red schedule. Lake Orion, of course, playing against the likes of West Bloomfield, Adams, Clarkston, Oxford. I mean, like Southfield. I mean, Lapeer even week one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. And beating Lapeer on Lapeer the road. on the road. I mean, that says a lot. Um, but this game, this is going to be. The absolute test if you're the Dragons. This is going to be the absolute test. I agree. I mean, to see where you're at against a very good quality opponent, I mean, this is a very, very good Utica Eisenhower football yeah. team. Very good. Well balanced. They're your mirror images of each other. These two teams are mirror images of each other. You might, we might as well just throw away all the playbooks and just go X's <laughs> and O's. This is basically, basically, this is going to be is who wants it more. And I, who I, wants it more? Who wants it more? And the head-to-head battles are going to be key. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quarterbacks on both sides, against, and Lauer against the defenses. Yep. Who's going to step up? Uh, do the defenses have the personnel to combat each, the, other. each other on the edges? Um, we know the Dragons have some faults along the seam. But so does Utica Eisenhower. Everybody has their faults, but who who can take advantage of those? Mm -hmm. And um, the self-inflicted mistakes for both teams have to be cut to zero. Yeah, you cannot make mistakes, not in this game. Not this deep in the season. Not this deep in the season, not this deep in the playoffs. When I look at this game on paper, Chip, I mean, like the game with Chippewa Valley for Utica Eisenhower, perfect indicator where they're at. Yeah. The game for Lake Orion West Bloomfield. Yes. Perfect indicator where they're at. <laughs> I mean, these two teams have been just absolutely tested. They've been absolutely tested. And I think it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. I remember the three games Lake Orion was against Utica Eisenhower in the um, series. 2008, 2010, 2012. All those games were decided by less than seven points. Mm. Less than seven points. I am seeing this type of game being decided by that same, same type of atmosphere. That close. It could be, I think it could be a low-scoring game. Mm. I think it could be a very low-scoring game. Both defenses really stout. Utica Eisenhower's offense does remind me a little bit of 
when Utica Eisner had a quarterback by the name of Joey Zarafa. Zarafa was really good. He can run it. He can throw it. And if I had to compare Blake Rustique, I, I would compare similar? him to Zarafa. Very similar. Mm. I mean, Mal Rustique can run the option a little bit better. I think he can run the option a little bit better. But I'm telling you, this is going to be an interesting game. A really, really intriguing game. I'm not sure why people, other people in the media are saying, you know, you got other games that are bigger than this game. <laughs> I mean, you look at people saying Davis and Lapierre's a big yeah, one. Yeah, that's a huge That's one. a huge game, yes. Um, not taken away from their significance. Um, but And also you have um, Belleville and Brownstown Woodhaven. That's another big one. In Division One, but I mean, you get this game. Is it feels like be huge. It feels like heavyweights. These are two you know heavyweight I mean? teams it's... going at it. These are two heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. Lake Orion, Utica, Eisenhower. They're heavyweights. You know, they're heavyweights. Have been stalwarts of their respective divisions. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a heavyweight yeah. street fight on Friday night at Lake Orion High School. It's going to be a heavyweight street fight. So, in the next five minutes, what are your predictions? I'm going to go you first. Groves and Seaholm. I'm going to take the upset. You got Seaholm over Groves? Yeah, why not? Get that monkey off the back. I'm going to take Groves in that one. Um, Let's go Farmington, UAD, Jesuit. Who do you got? That defense of Farmington's legit. I'm going to take Farmington. I got Farmington as well. I think so. that defense is legit too. West Bloomfield, Plymouth. I think West Bloomfield wins easily. West Bloomfield by three scores. And then this game, Lake Orion, Utica, Eisenhower. <laughs> I might need the next four minutes to figure this one out. Um, you know, when you go back to schedules, and we're talking about this again, <clears throat> you convinced me almost to flip what I was going to say. I think the Dragons go down. It's, it's the silly mistakes um, that we keep seeing week in and week out. If they can cut them, they have a good chance, but I, I agree with you. It's going to be low scoring. I say one score, seven points maybe, max 10. Um, but I think the Dragons stumble. You think they lose? I do. I'm going to take the – I'm going to flip you. I'm going to say Lake Orion. Okay. Because here's why. People are going to say – people are going to ask me why take Lake Orion this one. Utica Eisenhower has to go on the road to Oakland County. I think – Lake they've, Orion. they've shown they can play they've on the shown road. They can play on the road against some big boys, but this is in a different county. Um, but when you look at this game, Lake Orion, technically, they've had Utica Eisenhower's number historically, but I think Brad Fish, the off the coordinator, is going to have to open it up a little bit more. Okay, and I think Lake Orion, because you know Blaze Lauer is going to have to throw in this game. Yes, he's going to have to throw. Yeah. Um. I think if if Lake Orion can cure their fumbleitis problems, I, I I see the Dragons winning this one by a field goal, and I think Connor okay, Ross so even is tighter. going to be a different one. I think Connor Ross is going to make is going to kick a winning field goal late in this game. Wow! And well, we've it, seen it happen in the, in, happen the history, in history, right? Yeah, but you know, but history can be changed. Yeah, and and the teams. I mean, you look at Lake Orion; they're not even. Close to looking like they did back then. I mean, it's a completely different regime. Yeah, it's a completely different regime. Different yeah. uh, system. The whole well, same bit. thing with Utica Eisenhower and yeah. Chris Smith. I mean, like, you know, when he took over back in um, 2012, I mean, like, 
you know, a lot of people are looking at, you know, but Chris Smith was a Bob Lancey protege. Same yeah. thing with John Blackstock. Yeah, yeah. John Blackstock's a Chris Bell protege. So yes. basically when yeah. you look at when you look at it's basically the same style yeah, yeah. program. These two teams are mirror images of each other. These two teams are. Yep. Uh, this game will be televised on the MHSAA, uh, I think, .TV mm-hmm. um, and the NFHS Network. Mm-hmm. Um, TV will be there covering this game, so we'll have it on replay on VOD, but you can watch it live for a fee. Mm-hmm. Um, we encourage you guys to get out there and uh, check out these games. Um, there's these nothing like four playoff, playoff football. Games. These four playoff games in our coverage area. Yep, and um, we know that uh, I think this will be the last community television game of the year before they go to for, Fox Sports. Before they go to Fox Sports streaming, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's the rumor. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But but get out there, try to watch those games, see what's going on. Uh, go. Got four great games this grab week. Grab six bucks and go uh, pay your yeah, entry fee to get in there. Absolutely. Four great games this week. You got one at Beverly Hills, one <laughs> yeah. at Farmington. One in the swamp at yep. West Bloomfield yep. and one at Lake Orion. So, yep. and there's a lot of other interesting games around the state. I mean, like, yes. but what would you say the one around the state is your one pick? Like my the, upset pick. Oh, let's do an upset. Yeah, what's your upset pick? You know what? I mean, I don't think this will be much of one, but watch out for um. But you know what? I think East Kent was going into Brighton and beating Brighton. Ooh. Watch out for that one. Okay. I got East Kent. We're going into Brighton. Watch yeah. out for watch out for the Falcons. They sent a huge damage to Rock to the um to Rockford. Um, that's my upset pick. Um, and what would you say would be the must watch? Like if the, if you had a chance, game, what game would you go to? Davison at Lapeer. Watch for that game. That's I, a rematch. I agree. It's a rematch, but also people are thinking that that side of things could be leading the way to Ford Field. That could be, yeah. Right? I mean, the win, I mean, like, because that region's wide open now yeah. with Chippewa Valley out. I mean, yeah. Detroit Cast Tech's not the same team they used to be. I think they're going to get steamrolled this week by Dearborn Fortson. Um, but Region 3, wide open. Mm-hmm. All four teams have great chances to get out of that yeah. region. All four of them. <laughs> so watch out for that one. All right, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, Take care, everybody, um, and see you all next week, everybody. Um, Take care, and see you all next week, everybody. See you, Sam. Boy, now it's produced by Sam Materamina, and the views on this show are his and his alone. If you'd like to make your own podcast, give Owen TV a call at 248-393-1060. All the games covered by Owen TV are on our video on-demand service at orionontv.org. Check them out. Also, check out the other local uh, community uh, TV centers around town, Oxford and uh, Independence Television, Waterford, and even in Troy, CMN. That's it for this edition of OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.